0: Michael Savage, if I remember correctly, in 2003, we were both working at uh, the same radio station in San Francisco Mm -hmm. and um, had a chance to uh, hang out with him a few times over the years. I'll tell you this. Honestly, Michael Savage, sometimes when he's doing radio, particularly when he's talking about like his personal life and childhood is the best radio I've ever heard coming out of speakers on the radio. Honest to God.
1: He's heard on hundreds of radio stations. He's in the Radio Hall of Fame. He's one of the most uh, important hosts in the history of talk radio, frankly. Uh, Michael Savage joins us. Dr. Savage, how are you, sir? What a buildup. How
2: do you follow that? <laughs>
1: you know what? I'm going to embarrass you a little bit more. First time I ever heard your show, and, you know, we agree on a lot of things. We disagree on on certain things. But I listened to you, and I thought, wow, that much chutzpah, that much middle finger to, like... Uh, you know, the expectations of management and then mass media. And, wow, you can be that gutsy. And I thought, okay, I logged that away in my how-to-do radio file. So I thank mm-hmm. you for that
2: influence. It's an interesting topic that we should talk about maybe one day, which is the whole issue of naturalistic radio. I was thinking about it last week as I've been on the air 24 years this March, starting on KGO, by the way, where you're you're on in the mornings, aren't you? Correct. indeed. Yep. I was, I was over the station last week, and I asked about, you know, the morning show. They said, well, you're on KGO, and you're, you're doing great. You're one of the top shows in the market. I said, I don't doubt it. They're really talented guys. But, uh, I mean, you're on you're on KST up in Sacramento, where I used to be, in the afternoon. I don't know what happened to that, but I, I love that audience in Sacramento.
1: Right, and the feeling was mutual. That was about five sets of management ago, so I'd have to go back <laughs> into my memory banks. <laughs>
2: Well, congratulations on your success, and I hope it keeps growing. But I think, like, okay, 24 years, how long am I going to do this? Who knows? I mean, I, you know, it's up to God, not me. The thing is this what kind of radio did I really do? I mean, I think I invented something new called naturalistic radio, which is what? Free association, let it all hang out, say it like it is, just go with your thoughts. But there's more to it than that, and I think that it's a very dangerous road for people (laughs) to go down. If there were young people who want to get into radio, and I don't know if there are, I think they all want to work for Google and become a little drone in a cubicle somewhere. But assuming somebody still wants to be a radio talk show host, would they try naturalistic radio? Armstrong and Getty, you know what? A young person trying it would fail. I thought about it. It's not something you could just do, is it?
1: Why do you think they'd fail?
2: I've listened to fill-in hosts on my own show <laughs> who try to imitate what I do. And when they start going on about their life, I don't know whether their lives are boring. <laughs> or <laughs> but you can't invent an interesting childhood. You cannot invent that. You can't invent an interesting life. You can fake an interesting life, and then you're a Kardashian. <clears throat>
1: Well, well, right, and, you know, you can either tell a story or you can't, too. Well,
0: well also, I've I've had people ask me, so what is uh, what is Savage really like? And I say he's exactly like he is on the radio. It is not an act. That's who he is. and uh, So that's th- the key. I think you just have to be an interesting person.
2: Well, Franken's apparently just what he looks like. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Al
1: Franken.
2: Doesn't Franken look like a deviant? I mean, he acts like one. Now, yeah. all these reports coming out, don't you love it? Look, I'm on the side of that issue just jumping to that of this whole issue of Jacques Hughes, we're living through the French Revolution of sexual misconduct. I don't know whether these guys did it or not. What are we going to believe anyone who says anything about anybody? What kind of world are we living in? Are we living in a nation of a trial where you just say something and a person's life is ruined?
1: Well, right, the train has left the station. It's chugging down the tracks. And the way it works in a democracy is, you know, nobody believes a woman when she's raped. And then it passes the point of sanity to the point where now you'll be able to claim anything. I'm going to claim Jack uh, groped me if I ever get tired of him. There you go. And everybody will have to believe me. There will be
0: a high-profile story in the near future where it turns out the woman was lying. That's guaranteed to happen.
2: Yeah. Well, Uh, the thing about Jack groping you, though, if that were true, then you could run for office. You'd be in business.
1: Yeah, well, I wouldn't want the job. Couldn't take the cut and pay for one thing. Michael Savage is online. His new book is God, Faith, and Reason. And definitely want to get into that um, because I've been reading it and it is a serious look at at those those issues. And I've been enjoying it very much. But listen, the era of Donald Trump, Mm -hmm. it's uh, I'm almost exhausted. Uh, It feels like we're three and a half years in. Mm -hmm. Um, What's your take so far?
2: Well, he doesn't get credit for what he has done. The optics of Trump are not good. The optics are horrendous. And some of the decisions are, are terrible. For example, last week I went on a tear for two straight days, three hours a day on the elephant thing. Mm. I wouldn't stop. This dumb administration reverses the ban on the importation of elephant and lion trophies. I went crazy on the radio, and I said, I said point blank. And I met Mr. Trump at Mar-a-Lago last year. We, he and I talked for 90 minutes straight. He actually liked talking with the guy when he's off, you know, duty, he's a fun guy, no one knows that he has a great sense of humor. Mm -hmm. But putting that aside, you're asking about a very serious issue here, which is the political view. Does it get any dumber than reversing such an order which prohibited the importation of the trophy of a lion head or an elephant from Africa? How in the world can anyone do that and not be seen for the ugly, hideous Republican imagery? that would be such an administration so for six hours I said Mr. Trump you probably don't even know this was done some idiot inside the US Fish and Wildlife was probably smeared sh- off by the big game hunting lobby and the Chinese ivory buyers and I said if you do not reverse this order you're not only gonna be not a one-term president you'll be impeached on another issue that's probably false and your entire woman Voting um, supporters will leave you and half your independence. I was at dinner Friday night at the University Club in San Francisco with a friend, and I got a text from someone real high up in the media chain. He said, Trump reversing order. I almost fell down. I felt it was a godsend. Mm -hmm. I really did. I mean, I thought this was so stupid. How could you do a thing like that? So, you know, you're asking. It's a mixed bag, you know. It's not one thing or the other. The tweeting, I was against it from the beginning. Two weeks he was in China. We didn't get the tweets. Thank God, right? Right, right.
0: So since you you hang out with him for ninety minutes, do, do, does does he think things through? I mean, his tweets kind of lead you to believe that he that he that he's pretty impulsive.
2: I'm sure he's impulsive, and I can't speak for the man's everyday you know reality. But the thing is, uh, the the tweeting is insanity. Shouldn't be done. Humiliating. Diminishes the office of the presidency. I have no idea why he doesn't stop this. I thought General Kelly was going to put a stop to this. I mean, honestly, when he was away in China, we didn't have the tweeting. I felt better about him. His ratings went up, comes back, starts tweeting. The ratings go in the toilet again. Does mm. he not seen two and two? Can he just stop it?
1: You know, the only positive aspect of it is that he's giving Washington a good hard shake. Befuddling, confusing, confounding, you know, everybody on all sides. And, and, and we knew that needed to happen before we all drown in a sea of, of deficits and debts. But what's next? We don't know if it's going to keep going in this direction. It's going to be Oprah against Dwayne The Rock Johnson for the next president.
2: God, or, you imagine? No, I have a different opinion, by the way. I'm glad you brought it up. I believe that the age of the reality star or the famous person running for office is over. This was a one and done. I believe after Donald Trump, we're never going to see a celebrity run and win. It's impossible. And, and I think this is going to make only serious people serious candidates. And if there are any who are not total thieves, I mean, I don't know who they are. The only serious candidates who could really run for the presidency who are not sort of reality stars who you, you would vote for. I don't know of any.
0: So you think that there will be an appetite for two serious people standing up there debating the issues for an hour and a half as opposed to what we did last time around?
2: Look, no one really voted because they loved Donald Trump. They voted because he was the only candidate amongst them who could have beaten Hillary, number one. And number two, Hillary was so despised by her own side that, that the people jumped ship and voted for him. It was anyone but her. She was rotten fruit on the jungle floor. Everyone knew that. That Clinton family is so corrupt. We've only seen the, the tip of the iceberg with this Uranium One deal, where that family, she, sold off Uranium One to Russia, no less, which is so ironic. Here she is screaming about Russia, 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 Putin, Hitler, Putin, Hitler. Meanwhile, her family profited from selling the uranium mines here in America to a, Russian, to a Canadian holding company uh, that transferred the uranium assets to Russia. I mean, it's unbelievable to me. So, yeah, we missed the bullet with her. On the other hand, as I say, it was, if it was not her, if it was a, a legitimate, listen to this one, kind of middle-of-the-road Democrat, conservative Democrat, and there are some, they would have won. And, by the way, there was a conservative Democrat who I like. He's the former Navy secretary. People don't even know his name. People leave him out of the discussion of what she did to Bernie Sanders. Do you know what they did to this guy? Does anyone even remember his name?
1: Uh, the former naval secretary. No, nah, it's it's floating out there in the somewhere in the back of my mind.
2: The beginning. And the Clintons destroyed him. They decimated him.
1: Right. That's what they do.
2: And Bernie Sanders was left up there as a fall guy because they knew he was such a wackadoodle, such a classic Union Square commie screaming on a soapbox that he was perfect for her as a foil. I mean, who would say she wasn't better than him? What's he promising? Mr. Stalin promised something for everyone? Or was he Mr. Trotsky? Or was he imitating his hero, Mr. Lennon? What, is he kidding? You know, give everything to everybody and take it from the rich? Right,
1: right. Appeal to the college students.
2: There you go. They're real smart.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so listen, we can't let you go without bringing up the book, God, Faith, and Reason. Uh, it is a real inquiry into the questions that have uh, you know, intrigued the soul of man some, from the beginning. Your stuff on the meaning of the crucifixion, you debating Jerry Falwell. I thought that was fascinating.
2: Oh, that was years ago. I just want to leave people with a thought. You say, oh, God, faith, and reason. I don't want to read it. I don't believe in that crap. This is a book of short stories, long stories, one-page stories, ten-page stories. Uh, my interview of a Jewish gangster, for example. My childhood chasing God. Was God there. dare? It's really my quest. I never found him. I'm not an evangelist. I'm not leading anybody anywhere. All I'm saying is my odyssey may help people recognize that they have their own odyssey. I don't care who atheistic, how atheistic they may be. I don't care who they say they are and how set they are in their ways that God doesn't exist. I can almost guarantee them that that if they read my views, my snapshots of God through my whole life, they're going to realize they've been searching themselves.
0: Well, Have you been invited to your old university uh, at Berkeley to speak about your book? <laughs> oh,
2: sure. Oh, that's rich.
1: <laughs>
2: in well, a 50-man life raft.
1: I, I, I think uh, the fact that you, uh, a man who's visited every corner of the globe, literally known wealth, known poverty, um, you know, studied science, studied humanity, etc., the fact that that question has never left your mind, the nature of God and the nature of my relationship to God, I think that, that really says something in itself.
2: Well, as they say, there are no atheists in a foxhole. I know that there is, uh, uh, the fact of the matter is, even the most cynical person, I know some, and they're really great people. I know a neuropsychiatrist, brilliant medical doctor, MD, PhD. We've had many discussions walking up and down the hills of Marin. He said, no, no, there's no God when the electrical energy dies in the brain. There's nothing. I said, I don't believe that at all. So I explained to him what belief is, but that's why I wrote God, faith, and reason, because first you have to have reason, which leads to faith, which leads to the inevitable, the inevitable conclusion that there's a creator. Last image, Alfred Einstein, college dorms, crazy guy, wild hair, tongue sticking out, atheist Einstein, right? Wrong. That's not who he was. That's crap. In his latter years, Einstein wrote that the more he studied the perimeters of the universe— the more he was convinced there had to be a God, a creator of it all. It's impossible that it happened by chance. That's what I'm talking about, and most people come to that conclusion at some point in their life. Moreover, in God, faith, and reason, I say I'm not a guru, I'm not an an evangelist, and I I challenge anyone listening to this show who's a cynic, God bless your cynicism, but you're you're not two generations away from a totally religious person in your background, which means it's in your DNA. Whether you deny it now is irrelevant. Your DNA holds a belief in in a grand creator.
1: God, Faith, and Reason is available uh, wherever books are sold. If you can't find it, you probably can't read either, so we'll let you root it out. Michael Savage. uh, Dr. Savage, you have never been anything but uh, generous and supportive to us uh, when you didn't have to be, and we sure appreciate it. It's great to talk to you.
2: That's sweet. Thank you very much. Have a wonderful holiday. Thank you. You too.
1: And and best to your family, too. They've always been really nice to us.
0: Jim Webb. Also, guy I liked. That's who he was talking about. Candidate that uh, ran very briefly.
3: Oh, right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah, he was a serious man. Didn't stand a chance. Uh, That is interesting. Savage thinks it's going to swing back the other way. I don't know. Yeah, I wonder. I don't know. Um got some Thanksgiving stuff for you. You might have that on your mind this week uh, that we can hit you with.
1: Probably ought to get into that teen suicide and depression uh, study come out. Tell you what, we're doing something to our kids that we ought to stop. Boy, we ought to be worried about it. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show.
3: In the first period?
2: Definitely the hockey players, Chrissy. Uh, They were the ones who got all the scores. Uh, And then you got the goalie wearing every pad in the world uh, and baseball gloves. He's working very hard, too. It is so cold.
1: What? What was the point of that sketch?
0: The, it was Chance the Rapper. He was the Knicks announcer, and for oh. some reason the Knicks announcer was uh, not there, so he had to cover hockey, and he didn't know anything about hockey. And it was I pretty see. funny. Yeah. Um, it is funny. <laughs> Chance the Rapper, a pretty good uh, comedic actor, actually. So we got a bunch of texts. A lot of you really enjoyed our interview with Michael Savage. Some of you were horrified by it, but that sure. is that is his, his thing. He oh, is, I expected that. He is polarizing uh, around America. Yeah. That's the promise of the army. We promise to entertain half of you all the time. That's <laughs> not a bad slogan. And uh, yeah, interesting stuff. His book. I wonder if he mentions in his book because I haven't read the whole thing. Of uh, I remember him talking on the radio one time about when he tried to move to Israel, and how difficult it was to make a go of Israel if you're not from there, and how disappointed he seemed to be with their
1: um, uh, bigotry toward outsiders. I had not heard that. Uh, really interesting that story. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if that's in the book, but I've honest to god, I found the book really interesting. Um So any negative uh, feedback you want to air or what? Cause, yeah. I don't know. People listen, a lot of people love Dr. Savage, a lot of people hate him. It didn't uh, Look, in my world thinking people can disagree with each other and and not despise each other. Number 1. Um because I there there is a fair amount that the good doctor says I disagree with. Some of it I disagree with pretty strongly. But I will tell you this, honest to God, the first time I ever heard his show, it reminds me, uh, and I kind of described it to him, it reminds me of what the Sex Pistols did to music in the 70s, when it was all bloated and disco and orchestras and stuff like that. And you have... This, uh, this punk, literally punk, snarling, there's no future in England's dreaming. There's no future for you. There's no future for me. And, and people were like, oh, my God, you can do that in a song? And a lot of people hated it and the rest of it. I heard Dr. Savage, and I thought, wow, wait a minute. You can take that approach. And it just it, it blew up some of the boxes for me.
0: Uh, good job on the Savage interview. Uh, Michael Savage is the best. I usually dislike Savage, but you guys turned it around. Honest, respectful, blah, blah, blah. Oh my God, you guys make fun of Alex Jones and then you have on
1: Savage. Uh, so there's that crowd. Well, we've... (laughs) We may have conceivably, according to some reports... Uh, made light of of, of of one or two of Dr. Savage's foibles through the years just because he's so distinctive.
0: Um, a couple of texts we got on different topics. Is that okay?
1: Sure. The heck do I care?
0: Income-based <laughs> fines. We were talking about the, the billionaire chick who got a DUI, so she got a $30,000 ticket. The idea yeah. being that, well, the usual $300 ticket doesn't mean anything to you, so to mm-hmm. have an impact we have to... You know, and why we don't do it in America. I'm fine with income-based fines, but come on, cops will just pull over fancy cars. Is the only issue. You're right; oh, that would happen immediately.
1: Oh, because it be, will become a stream of revenue well, it that is, is immediately right. It all, of course, it is. That's right. We have. I've ranted about this myself. Thank you for reminding me. But then it's put into the budget. You have to make X amount in tickets and fines and the rest of it. When are you gonna- So the tail starts wagging the dog, and you got to, you know. A uh, the, the situation like in, you know, well, all over the place. When are you going to pull over a
0: 92 Ford Taurus when you got somebody in a, uh, you know, in a Mercedes? Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, yeah, nah, that, That's it's... what would happen immediately there. Always, always, always assume that the uh, government-given power will abuse it.
0: Uh, we got this text. My name is Tyler, and I'm a student at McGeorge School of Law. I've been listening for a couple of years now. Your segment on sex trafficking... Read slavery, well, remind
1: and even worse, people call it human trafficking,
0: yeah, slavery, Sounds reminded like mass me of transit, reminded me of a stat cited in one of our law review articles this year. This article states that one and he, he posts the link to the Law review article to show that it's true. One hundred kids are sold for sex, you're a slave, so one hundred kids are sold into slavery in Oakland every night in Oakland alone every night, yeah, rape slaves. Holy crap. We have slavery going on right now.
1: Right. Child slaves. In the United States, never mind worldwide. And, yeah. Where the numbers are. I've heard it estimated there are more slaves right now on Earth than there have ever been in human history. And so, with all due respect to the horrors of the past, I mean, if it's human bondage that's your real cause, let's get after it. Here and now. Uh, Men, women, and children enslaved right now on Earth. Um... And
0: people are still arguing over whether Al Franken's fingers were actually on her chest or not.
1: Some I have examined yes. the picture no. carefully. I think there was no uh, it's awful close. digital booboo contact.
0: If I was going to try to make that joke with a photographer present, I wouldn't get that close.
1: Oh, I've got, I got very steady hands. I could get very, very close. I'm like a gymnast. <laughs>
3: uh, what's
0: coming up in your news, Marshall Phillips?
3: Had a stunning attack on U.S. border guards. One agent killed along the U.S.-Mexico border. A star New York Times reporter has just been suspended for sexual harassment. And we have a new FM health warning about water bottles. That's coming up minutes from now on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Fecal matter in water
1: bottles. Oh, FM. I was thinking FM. Oh, fecal matter. Right. That's your thing. (laughs) Thanks for the pistols, Michael.
0: It's good to have a thing, and that's your thing. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. eating too much it's like my body's preparing for thursday there you go i don't know doesn't want to ease into it you know and have a shock to its system right let's get the news now it's marshall phillips
3: a u.s border patrol agent is believed to have been killed in texas by illegals using rocks as weapons wow an fbi official say uh, say now Rogelio martinez and his partner were not shot while they were patrolling in an area of texas near the border with mexico on sunday Spokesman for the union representing the patrol agents and other officials told a local TV station the pair were likely attacked by the illegals wielding rocks southeast of El Paso while they were out patrolling in the rural areas out in the brush. The FBI plans to release more details later today calling it a very active, fast-moving investigation. You
0: know, most countries would go berserk over this sort of thing
1: happening. That's correct, yes. Yeah. Now, are, are those just nice, hard-working people who want a better life for their families? Or are there good and bad crossing the border? Can we be grown-ups and acknowledge that it's not all one or the other?
3: Yep. New York Times is suspending one of its star reporters amid sexual harassment charges. The move coming after several young female journalists told Vox... About alleged sexual misconduct by White House reporter and MSNBC contributor Glenn Thrush. Oh, my God. Glenn Thrush. Unbelievable.
0: Who once hung up on us. He's a pretty good reporter. He did hang up on us. What did he hang up on us for?
1: He was on hold, and I was doing like a jokey, I don't know, super far-right thing or something. Right.
0: And he he thought it was serious. And he got mad and hung up, right? right. And this he, was when he, he said, was, I won't
1: be party to one of those shows.
0: Yes, I remember that. And then you made him talk about Nancy Kerrigan, and he just canceled <laughs> the rest of his interviews for the day. And that's when he was still just a HuffPo guy. And, that,
3: right. and now he's
0: one of the reporters for The New York Times. Okay.
3: I mean, he's one of the biggies. So he's a groper, huh? Yeah, well, that's what the charges are. Uh The charges range from unwanted groping and kissing to hazy encounters under the influence of alcohol. Boy. Oh, no.
0: New York Times has got a problem then because, you know, the the mood, especially at that newspaper, is believe all the accusers and the the accusee is, you know, in serious trouble and has to go. Now it's one of their star reporters.
3: I wonder what they're going to do. In his email to Vox, Thrush said, I apologize to any woman who felt uncomfortable in my presence and for any situation where I behaved inappropriately.
1: Now, if he's groping people, that's out of bounds. The whole hazy encounters with the, uh, what, you're all out, you had a few drinks, you, you got a personal rapport, and and he says, hey, would you ever want to, you know, blankety-blank, or you want to go out sometime? Right. Uh, now, don't start pretending like that's some sort of horror. What happened, really? You know, every time a guy asks a girl to go out or maybe, you know, maybe we could be more than coworkers, that's not wrong. It's not illegal. It's not
3: immoral. A new study says your refillable water bottle may be dirtier than your dog's bone. A team huh. from the website treadmillreviews.net swabbed Sounds the- legit. <laughs> This highly respected website, a uh, group of researchers swabbed the lids of a number of water bottles used by athletes. Each bottle contained about a thousand times more bacteria than an average dog toy. Water bottles with a straw top <sighs> were the cleanest, slide tops were the germiest. And be careful, the researchers say. Yeah-oh. <laughs> be careful where you refill your water bottle because tests have found fecal matter in oh. samples of water. I dip it taken, right in the toilet. <laughs> From water fountains. Yeah, speaking
0: of dog toys, dog drinks out of the toilet. I just stick my water bottle in there and
3: we're up. Sure. Exactly.
0: <laughs> Our kids saw my uh, yes. my kindergartner saw the dog Uh-oh. drinking out of the toilet over the weekend. Uh-oh. Our dogs have never done that before. Uh, we have a water but anyway, he was horrified by that. <laughs> oh my
1: god! He's Bigsy's drinking out of the toilet! <laughs> Bixie's drinking out of the toilet! <laughs> son, son, son. It's kind of a meme with dogs. It's a thing they do, and yes,
3: it's hilarious. <laughs> Wow, life is shocking <laughs> to the young. Yes, it is. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips here. I'm Getty Show, the voice of the West. I'm seriously- it's fecal matter with Marshall.
1: <laughs> sorry. It's sorry. It's a it is a sicker. I'm seriously considering getting a dog, speaking of dogs. Oh, you got to. Oh, yeah. Like, what are you going to get? just <gasps> Settle down now. Settle down. Let's move one step are, at a time. Are
0: uh, you saying down boy? <laughs> I bet it'll be a good boy. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Jack is humping my leg, and I just i just want a pet for now. You want a pocket poodle? One of those little ones yeah. you can carry in your hands?
0: Highly recommend the pug. We're having a good time. Oh, boy, yeah.
1: I'm not getting any damn pug. Until
0: his eyes pop out, it's going to be just fine.
1: You know, I was going to ask for You Shook Me on the way back, Michael. Point something out about that riff okay. written by the late, great Malcolm Young. He died over the weekend,
0: along with Mel Tillis and almost David Cassidy.
1: The big three, as they're known. (laughs) They never toured together. Isn't that fascinating? And we'll never get a chance to see that show. Uh... Mel Tillis, ACDC, and David Cassidy. I'll play them all today. I tell you what, I don't do music festivals anymore. I might go to that show. (laughs)
0: Uh, man, a couple of different things. So well, we got the, the teen suicide story. Oh, right, yeah. yeah. There, there, there's good news we got to get to. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show.
1: I've made the decision. We're coming back. We're going to do it. Then we'll play the clip in a second. I was just going to point out how simple that riff is, almost certainly written by Malcolm Young of ACDC, who died. I mean, it's just moving back and forth between a couple of chords in a very simple way. And Seriously, a a kid who's been playing guitar for three weeks can play that riff. But it's so instantly memorable, and it's it's just great. And yeah, I know ACDC had their image and their dumb and rooster rock. It's another term. It rhymes with rock. Um, and the rest of it and drunken hooligans. But oh, my God. What a great band.
0: Oh, that Black and Black album,
1: one of the all-time greats. I just heard Black and Black was, is the second best-selling album of all time. I don't doubt that. Yeah, I can play, it is, play it ought to be.
0: I, this, I can remember the first time I played this for my kids. And they're little. They loved it.
1: Yeah, well, and if you were a fan at the time when when uh, Bon Scott died, it was impossible that they would continue as a band. And then you know you throw on uh, Back in Black, the opening notes of Hell's Bells, and then and you know it's just I know this is uh, probably making too much of an overamped blues rock band, but they were done and down and out, and then they gutted it out, and they were better than ever. I look at stories like that, and I think, you know what, that's a lesson. You know, never mind the rock star thing. They're human beings, and they were devastated. They were they were done. And then they weren't, because they kept trying. Saturday Night Live had Girls some- Got Rhythm is about intercourse. I mean, okay, it's not like we're talking about Shakespeare, but nonetheless...
0: Saturday Night Live had some funnies in the
2: news. And without even looking, you can bet that President Trump called out Al Franken and not Roy Moore, who's accused of way worse, by the way, but Franken is a liberal, and Trump and Moore are conservatives. And in this country, everybody has to pick a side. Except for me, I think they're all bitches. (laughs) I don't even know what side I would be on if I had to pick. I mean, maybe I'm liberal because I do live in a gay neighborhood, but then maybe I'm conservative because I never want to live in a black neighborhood again. (laughs) (laughs) I thought that was pretty funny.
0: He's an interesting guy. He grew up actually in the projects. Like, super poor. Wow. Um, That's a ballsy joke. Tip of the cap. Absolutely a ballsy joke. Jack Ruby, the guy who murdered Lee Lee Harvey Oswald before you could have a trial or question him or anything like
1: that. The moment he was exposed to the public, put a bullet in him.
0: Jack Ruby, we now know from the released JFK files that came out just a couple of weeks, watched, was standing there at the corner and saw Kennedy assassinated, which is interesting because there's been confusion about that, or people have wondered, and invited an FBI informant, who he didn't know was an informant at the time, to, quote, watch the fireworks with him that morning, according to an account in the newly released National Archive records.
1: The morning of the assassination.
0: Yeah, so he got a hold of this guy who was an FBI informant, and said, hey, you want to come watch the fireworks with me? And he stood there on the corner and, and saw it. And so now there is question if he meant just the hubbub of a president visiting. Sure. If what he meant by fireworks.
1: Right. Or if he meant something else. Wow, that is a great ambiguous phrase that will uh, uh, tempt you know conspiracy theorists for the rest of my days. Tempts me. I mean, I yeah. don't know what...
0: You know the phrase "watch the fireworks" meant exactly to people in Texas
1: in 1963. But right? Yeah, it's an idiomatic phrase. It could mean a lot of things. But well, now he was a mobbed-up nightclub owner, Jack Ruby, who then shot and killed the person who assassinated JFK. Right? Would you? I'm just trying to think. Would you uh, confess to foreknowledge of a presidential assassination to somebody?
0: You could be so excited about it; it would slip out in that form. I don't know, boy.
1: That's that is the perfect fodder for conspiracy theories. Absolutely, theorists. that's perfect. It's crafted by the gods to be tantalizing yet impossible to nail down. As if we needed more of that, huh? Interesting. If
0: in another country the president of that country is assassinated, yes. And then the moment the assassin... Can I choose the
1: country? Oh, this is a hypothetical. I'm the sorry.
0: moment the assassin is brought out to the public, the cops somehow allow the assassin to be assassinated himself. No!
1: Oh, no! Oh, no! Now he can't talk.
0: Oh, no! What would you think if it happened exactly in another country? Exactly what everybody's thinking. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Wow, that's wild. No, this this guy has since passed? Jack uh, Rubio, yeah. yeah. He's dead? Oh, okay. Yeah. And even though I've read these books a thousand times and seen movies, I don't remember whatever happened with Jack Ruby. What did he? Uh, did he go to jail and then didn't talk, or said he was just angry, or I don't remember. Please don't call her right. If I wanted to know, I'd look it up.
1: <laughs> we have the internet.
0: <laughs> so know, go ahead. And speaking of nostalgia, I'm looking at Charles Manson's uh, face up on the screen. I never, while I did get into the JFK assassination thing, I never really got that into Charles Manson. And well, it always, na- no,
1: no. As soon as you know the bare facts, you think it's nothing but a horror.
0: Well, and I just, I never quite understood the, why is he, why was he interviewed every five years? They'd bring him out and Charlie Rose would interview him. That's why they're running it on CBS today. Uh, Geraldo Rivera would interview him. I mean, what what the fascination with that particular scumbag murderous uh waste of skin as opposed to all the others i don't know because he had cool hair well
1: yeah i just uh, there's a
0: beatles song tie-in and
1: uh, whatever right there are a bunch of factors like that he was just coherent enough to be a good monster and we like to confront our monsters whether it's you know on movies or whatever
0: unfortunately your local prison has got a whole bunch of idiots like him in there
1: oh yeah oh yeah Every bit is borderline mentally ill. Every bit is uh, bereft of regard for human life, and
0: and also, if you want to have some compassion, who also had horrific childhoods that uh, sent him that direction,
1: probably. Right. Yeah. Yeah. True that. So, yeah, I've been a little uncomfortable with kind of the wallowing around in it today. The the weird horror nostalgia. Like I said, when you if you delve into the crimes, it's not so much fun anymore.
0: Well, it's always had an aspect of
1: he's cool to it. Always. Uh, in a way, yeah. The, 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 the way, long hair, the rock and roll. Uh, the music, way the, the way it
0: was it. always portrayed, it always seemed to me like they're making him out to be kind of cool, and I just have never never liked that.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Maybe you need to spend more time around stupid losers. <laughs> I've I've spent enough to know there are some stupid losers who are kind of charismatic, and the really pathetic stupid losers flock around them and, and do whatever they say. And and they they ended up butchering some people. It's not it's not
0: cool. The only thing that's interesting to me about Charles Manson as I heard in the news this morning is how he apparently had a genius for reading people's weaknesses, which I find pretty damn interesting. That yeah. as a human trait. Yes. A lot of people get into politics or sales and do very very well with that. Some people become murderous scumbags, but
1: Yeah. Yeah, or cult leaders or whatever which he was in a way. Because I don't think I have that. (laughs) I've never thought about it much. I think I've got a little of it, and I can hire people. I'm still tempted to start a cult. I think I could start a pretty good cult. But like a benevolent cult? Mostly. Yeah. It'd be like all cults. I'd end up sexing up the young women. Wow! Well, that's what it seems like, you know, half of the religions on Earth are based to do.
0: You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show.